Hi everyone, welcome back to the Imperium Goddess Diaries. So I've decided to name it the Imperium Goddess Diaries, but you can already see that. Uh, but when I made the first two episodes, I hadn't decided on the full name of my channel. So here it is. It is literally a diary of the things that I've gone through and things that I've experienced. And hopefully that my experiences can help anyone else as well. Or give advice or just, or just enjoy it. Like, I don't know. I think I'm funny, so <laughs> just enjoy. Basically, this episode is about like how difficult it is to become vulnerable when you're not really a vulnerable person. So for me, it was quite hard. <laughs> um, and I think like in the process of becoming vulnerable, I had to then become really honest with myself and that in itself is a whole journey and you just keep evolving and just going down the rabbit hole and all of a sudden you just got inception of journeys that you just need to unfold about yourself but I guess it's just part of the fun anyway so the, for me I think it was I've always when I, before and pre-spiritual awakening and still now I've maintained a level of strength within myself I've level of like really like I was solid kind of person like I wasn't all I wasn't flittery with my emotions apart from like anger because that's the best that's the emotion that I chose to kind of handle the best I used to think that crying and venting or opening up about your emotions was weakness and I think that also can come down to like a lot of a lot of the time in the past for me I've been the strong one of my friends and I've loved that title and I've held that title quite strong but unfortunately, you know, when you are going through your awakening and ascension process, you need to face these things. And in order for you to be able to grow, you're going to be able to have to come vulnerable, which is something that I just was like, oh my God, like I can't, this is not a thing. Well, it is a thing and it's an ugly thing. And it's just not that nice to be faced with the fact that like you've been kind of also ignoring yourself for a long time. For me, I, I was putting a lot of my emotions in the back burner my feelings about things because I was like okay like I'd rather like smooth things out with other people or you know kind of have that situ situation sorted without me actually just considering hey like how is this going to affect me and then so it would leave me exhausted and then later on you have an outburst of something you don't know where it came from but it would just kind of happen so in the depths of my um what's it called dark night of the soul section of my awakening which it happened a few times like that section so let's just let's not forget that there's multiple dark night of the souls but in i had to realize that like okay in order for me to ever grow and ever see outside of what's happening because i'm only looking inside the box at the moment and like i'm i'm not moving anywhere like i need to figure this out oh my god my dog's barking i need to figure this out so then i started doing the whole thing of you know like started trying to write things down, started to try and acknowledge things. I started trying to talk about it with, you know, with friends, but I was a little bit toxic about it because I spoke about it, but I still didn't acknowledge that it was me. Like I still refused to believe that that was me. I refused to believe that that part of me existed and that that vulnerability existed. And like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? Like I look, I look back now and I'm like, why, why was I doing that? But I just guess at the, at the time I didn't know. And I didn't, but that was just part of the journey that I have. And I will speak about this a lot that I have chosen for myself. I've chosen 
the challenges and I've chosen the people and I've chosen the ups and downs. So this is one of them. And it was, you know, and I've said it in other episodes that my ego was a lot of the biggest ruler of my life. Like, you know, she just took over and look, you know, she's a boss bitch. Like she, she gets what she wants, but sometimes she doesn't do it in the best way. And I think, you know, when I, my high self started really coming out and saying, Hey, like Louisa, you have a little bit of work to do. And it was me like in the middle, I feel like it's like, you know, you two parents fighting and then just you. And then she was like, no, like Louisa, you have work to do. The ego was like, no, I don't. And so it was just, it was, it was a battle. And I hope that I can relate with people on this because sometimes it is really, really frustrating when you're battling multiple, multiple versions of you in your head to try and work out what's the actual best road for you. So there's that. And then there's the part where you, so say that you're trying to push yourself into a situation where you've just never been before. You're not really going to know where it is and you're not going to know what territory it is. So for me, trying to make myself vulnerable and a lot less, you know, closed off or like a lot less, you know, like a lot less strong per se, um, I had to try and work out what kind of vulnerable meant. Um, so like, you know, you, like I've said before, you read the books, you watch the videos, you listen to the podcast, but really being, trying to do something that you, or go somewhere that you've never been before is literally like a sim walking up against a wall constantly. You know, they walk like this up against a wall and they don't have like, and they just don't go anywhere. So you're walking yourself up against a wall. You're not going anywhere. And that's literally how I look at it. And it's not until you create the door for that sim that they can go into the next room or go, or leave that room. Do, does that make sense? Like, does that make sense? I feel like I thought this analogy today and I laughed <laughs> because it seems really funny when they're like, anyway. So now when you do create that door and you do walk into the unknown, what, like, what does it actually look like for you? And that little room, like, let's, let's use, let's lose the room as an analogy. Let's like, let's keep this visual. Okay. Imagine you haven't been to that room before that of that room of vulnerability or you visit it a couple of times and you quickly leave it's like you dump and run it's like a dumping room it's like the attic or does it look like one of those sort of um hoarding people's houses like where they hoard a whole heap of shit does it look like that um basically if you haven't been there before if you haven't opened up that part is the room going to be is it going to be dusty is it going to be full of shit is it doesn't need cleaning is it going to be ugly yeah it's probably going to be all those things and more is it going to be is it going to take time to clean yes is it going to be uncomfortable to clean it yes and I guess that's you can link that back to how you're going to help yourself grow is that you just get into the thick of it roll your sleeves up and do the work and sometimes maybe you might not know how to clean something like that, or you might not know how to work on something like that, but you're just going to have to try and you can get as much guidance as you can, but you're not going to learn unless you can really go in and just do it yourself, basically. So with that, in saying that, vulnerability 
can open you up and you're like okay i'm seeing i'm seeing where i can go you know i'm i'm, I'm seeing okay this could be safe this could potentially be safe for me and i can i can start to grow with this but then what i also noticed in myself is that i found it very easy to neglect that again and it happens over and over like you can easily easily neglect the room and it gets messy all over again and then you have to go back and do the work again so just like anything you have to keep it maintained and you have to keep it clean and you have to and you have to take care of it um you know your vulnerability is a very very special part of you and no one can take that away from you because your vulnerability is your authenticity as well and i love the idea of authenticity and i love everything about it because the, what the main thing is for me is that no one will ever take your authenticity away from you like and your integrity because that's just you that's you in an absolute nutshell and nobody can question that because no one can question you like in your integrity and authentically who you are so just remember that and if anyone ever tries to notice how that feels for you because it's so in those moments i started to realize that why is it that i hold space for everybody else and their vulnerability without judgment but i don't do it for me and i was like holy fuck like i've been literally nurturing other people when they're going through pain there for them every step of the way but why am i not doing it for me and why wouldn't people hold space for me because they would hold space for me and the really beautiful people in your life will always always hold space for you excuse me so it came to i did a hypnotherapy session it was about something not related but it this moment took me right back into probably the reason why that i don't open up and it was because i was always felt guilty if I say burden my mum. Now my mum is a single mum. She was the best mum, like so beautiful, raised two children very, like we were very young. And all I wanted to do was just try and make her life easier. I would never want to make her life any more difficult. So I just would hold things in because I just feel like, oh, I could just do it myself because mum, you know, she's a hardworking woman and she supports us kids and I just want her just to have less stress. And she would draw, try and draw things out of me. Like, you know, Louise, is there anything you want to talk about? I'm like, no, like I'm fine. And I consciously did this because I was really empathic from a very, very young age. I vividly remember it being at six years old, yet five or six years old. I remember when my dad left and thinking, fuck, like my mum's by, by herself now, you know, and it's me and my brother and he was three, four, no, sorry, he was two. He was really little. And I just like, okay, like I want to make her life easier. And I remember that at six years old. So imagine being that much of an empath your whole life. It's exhausting, <laughs> but it's, I'd never change it. It's the best. Um, so that's where that came from. And I, all I wanted was just for it to be easier for her. So I never wanted to burden her so that I always, in my old life, just didn't want to burden anybody else because I'd rather be there for others than be there for me. And then later on, you realize that that's just not really that sustainable. And you kind of do need to talk about your feelings. And you do need to acknowledge that sometimes when you're not feeling okay, people will hold space for you. And people want to hold space for you. You know, the, there's people in your life that will want to help you. And if there isn't, 
if there isn't people in your life that want to help you, then somebody will. There's always someone you like if within like either a therapist or some sort of counselor or some sort of, I find that this is really interesting. I find that when you were, when you were in this community, you attract some of the most wonderful people in the strangest, strangest ways. But sometimes they're the perfect person that you need for at the time that you're feeling something. And I know that I know this because I've, I've met someone, someone like, you know, who's like obviously in the spiritual community that we've attracted each other, like, you know, a little two moths to a flame together. Like, Oh my God, like I had a feeling that you were like this. Oh my God, same. Like that sort of conversation. And you start talking and then you mention something that maybe that you're going through and they give you the exact perfect advice or you give them the exact thing that they need to hear. You might never see that person again, but there's something in that that the universe goes, you're you're, going to learn from this person in this moment and it's going to be exactly what you need and you're going to depart and you're never going to forget it. So, like I said before, becoming a vulnerable isn't easy, but when you do become a lot more vulnerable, your doors open up a little bit, actually a lot. <laughs> Me, it was a little bit because I don't even like little bits of time. I would creak the door open a little bit, like oh, it's scary. No, no, I did. I really did, and it does. It's quite, it's quite remarkable what you can achieve when you are vulnerable, and also how much quicker you can get through situations because you're honest with yourself, and that you know that's all the same. Vulnerability is honesty, and that's honesty to you, and you're a credit to yourself if you're honest with yourself. So I hope that everyone gets, I hope that, you, I hope that people get something out of that, but they also want to realize that it is a personal journey. But then also I want to know if anyone else has any other ways that they've foregone like their issues with vulnerability or they've overcome, um, you know, the, the stigma that they've had within themselves or maybe the stigma that someone else has created for them. So let me know in the comments and I'll talk to you guys next time.